Hello, busy business owner. Are you tired of that overwhelming feeling, the burnout, and constantly chasing after time while you build your business? Trust me, I have been there. And that's what inspired me to create a new group coaching program for service providers who are ready to ditch their complicated, confusing business that just keeps them busy and stressed all day. If you've been hustling for three to five years and you are not seeing the progress or the income that you want, or the time freedom that you dreamed of when you started your business, then Thrive Through Simplicity Group Coaching Program is for you. It is a step-by-step framework to help you create a business that is simple, easy, and free from burnout. Visit chelseanewmeyer.com slash thrive through simplicity to learn more about how you can create a simpler, more fulfilling life and business with 12 months of support. It's time to break free from overwhelm. You've got this, and I'll see you in the program. Hi, I'm Chelsea Neumeyer, and I'm a time management and productivity coach. My goal is to help you go from overwhelmed to under control without a strict schedule or a bunch of productivity hacks. Each week, we'll talk about productivity mindset, actionable advice, my favorite resources, and you'll hear from guests just like you who are maximizing their limited resources. If you're anything like me, you're listening to this on the go, so check out the show notes and follow me on Instagram to learn more. Okay, let's start the episode. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm so excited to be welcoming Joanna Wynn. She's a weight loss coach that helps busy moms lose weight permanently in a healthy and sustainable way. Joanna uses her unique approach to help her clients love their food and lose weight without deprivation. She also helps her clients get to the root cause of their overeating and remove blocks so that they keep the weight off once and for all. Joanna, I am so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for being here. And I'm really excited to be talking about how food can impact your productivity and your energy throughout the day. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Thank you for having me here, Chelsea. I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Me too. Me too. Well, I know I just read your bio, but I'd love to hear a little bit more about you and your journey and what inspired you to start your business. Mm -hmm. Sure. So I've had an interest in using food to heal my body for about like over two decades now. Ever since I first stumbled onto a book by the Juiceman, Jay Cordage, he basically, he, um, he had healed himself of some serious illness when he was younger by drinking juices. And uh, so in his book, he had a lot of uh, different juicing recipes to heal all sorts of uh, illnesses. And so I started making a juice. Uh, at the time, I was going for like better skin, clearer skin, better complexion. And I remember I made this one recipe for two weeks. I had it for two weeks straight. And my skin was just glowing and radiating after <laughs> those two weeks. And uh, this was when I was in my like mid, mid to late 20s. And mm-hmm. so that really made an impression on me. However, the only thing was I just could not sustain the juicing habit because it took so long <laughs> to clean the juicer every day. And so after that, a few years after that, I ended up turning to food and uh, traditional Chinese medicine to help me lower my blood pressure. So when I turned uh, 30 years old, I was diagnosed with high blood pressure and I had a strong family genetic predisposition for it. And uh, the thing was at the time, I just did not want to be relying on pills for the rest mm-hmm. of my life to manage the conditions. So I started to looking at, you know, food options and traditional Chinese medicine, and I was able to find some foods and teas uh, that would help me manage 
uh, my high blood pressure. So I have been able to manage my blood pressure for well over 15 years without medication. And then after that, I learned about green smoothies. And this time, I I just fell in love with green smoothies because it was so easy to clean compared to the (laughs) juicer. It literally takes seconds to rinse the blender after right after you use it. And it also turns out that all that fiber that I was struggling to clean out of my juicer was actually good for you because it acts as a sponge to like clean, clean your inside and regulate your bowel movement. So this time the green smoothie habit stuck and I actually learned that I had healed my nearsightedness about a year after drinking green smoothies. That's amazing. So, yeah, that yeah, that was an amazing discovery when it happened. Yeah, so then um fast forward a few more years, I had my twin when I turned 40. And so my weight loss journey actually started about a year after I had my twins. So for me, I just stayed visibly pregnant. Like so much so when I walk into crowded subway cars, Harder New Yorkers just continue to get up to offer me their seats because I look pregnant. And while I appreciated their kind gesture, it made me feel self-conscious and down about how I look. So I decided to make a change. Uh, in the beginning, I, you know, I started out counting calories, avoiding carbs, and you know, eat smaller portions, just all the things that you know we were taught that you were supposed to do to lose weight. But for me, I just ended up feeling so deprived and exhausted all the time. And at the time I was, you know, working a demanding IT job where I work from nine to five during the day, but I also often have Skype calls at night with my software development team on the other side of the globe. Mm-hmm. So I was also the primary caretaker of the young twins at night. So yeah, as you can imagine, I was just barely able to keep up with my busy working mom life, like let alone finding the extra time and energy to sure. do the gym yeah. and exercise. Yeah. So I, I had almost resigned myself to accepting my post-baby body when I remembered my experience with, you know, that healing powers of food, right? And for me, yeah, the, the uh, eyeglasses and contacts, I had actually worn them since high school for like 15 plus years. And, and then I discovered that I healed my uh, nearsightedness using green smoothie. And like, that was the experience and motivation that I use just to go all in on figuring out how to lose my weight using food. And what I stumbled upon was just this amazing world of spices, herbs, and other nutrient-rich foods that just turned the conventional wisdom on weight loss upside down. I was able to eat delicious and satisfying meals, and I lost 10 pounds in the first month, and then a total of 28 pounds in seven months. I dropped four dress sizes, and I was able to shed my you know, still pregnant look without doing a single sit-up. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So now, you know, people no longer get up on the subway for me. I have more <laughs> energy to keep up with my twins. And I started getting questions from mom, other moms on how I lost the weight. And so now I help fellow moms to lose weight in a way that works for their busy lifestyle and without deprivation and without spending hours at the gym every day. I love this story. And I, one, I think it's just, again, I love hearing the entrepreneurial journey, right? Like how we got to all the the different pieces of it, how they all kind of worked together. And what was the ultimate kind of inspiration to just say, you know what, other people need this too. And I want to help them. 
So I absolutely mm-hmm. love that. But I think that this is so such an important topic and something that I've been learning more about too, because so many you can't just work on time management in isolation or productivity in isolation, right? It, it, there's so many things that factor into our energy throughout the day. And food is a huge mm-hmm. part of that. How we fuel ourselves is an incredibly, an incredible, significant part of our day-to-day life. And so I, I love this topic. I think it's an amazing journey. Congratulations on, on all that hard work and being able to maintain that. So I'd love to just dig in a little bit more. You mentioned you know, using herbs and spices. And I think, again, we think of traditional diet food as, you know, chicken, rice, and vegetables, right? And that's, there's got to be more to it. So walk us through a little bit more about the types of plans you may recommend or or how those, the spices and herbs really make a difference in the planning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know a lot of times for us busy moms, um, the main thing that we really want to focus on is usually um, getting food that helps to energize us and and also helps to keep us focused throughout the day and also to help us reduce stress, right? Because, Mm -hmm. you know, as, as, you know, especially as a busy working mom, I mean, you have just um, so many, so many hats that you have to wear and um, they are just, um, uh, a lot of um, things that can get us uh, overwhelmed very easily. So a lot of times, um, just being able to find foods that can help us to reduce stress and increase energy, and also just help us stay focused on a task at hand is is uh, is key. And um, I find that a lot of times, like moms, uh, a lot of times we tend to resort to to having sweets for com- comfort. And um, so for many of us, like. Uh, when we feel stress, right, we tend to just look for sweets for comfort. And one of the main reasons is that our brain is just naturally hardwired to seek pleasure and avoid pain, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing is, sugar just gives us that dopamine hit that our brain looks for as uh, pleasure and reward. Um, and so the great thing is that a lot of the natural spices and herbs that we use to flavor our food also have uh, health benefits for especially like reducing stress and these cravings for sweets. Um, so I wanted to share like three, my top three easy ways to use food. To oh, reduce please, stress and craving for sweets. Um, yeah. Yeah, because these are definitely um, very um, actionable and uh, uh, easy to implement. Um, so one of the first um, uh, spice that uh, I, I've been using a lot in my, uh, you know, daily daily diet is uh, cinnamon. And cinnamon is a popular spice that most of us already have in our kitchen cabinet. Um, it's it's sweet and warming, and it's known in traditional Asian medicine to help you control your blood sugar level. And what it does is, is that it prevents um, insulin spikes that leads to hunger and sweet cravings. And it also has the ability to make you feel full for longer. So you are less likely to overeat uh, because it slows the rate of your stomach emptying food. Another benefit of cinnamon is that it's been used for centuries to treat anxiety and depression, and it can boost your mood even and even improve your cognitive performance. So the great thing about cinnamon is that because it is sweet, you can use cinnamon as a, a sweetener substitute. 
And most mornings I add cinnamon, sprinkles of cinnamon to sweeten my coffee uh, and oatmeal instead of adding sugar. Um, another herb I want to share is uh, peppermint. So peppermint, it's a common refreshing herb that most people love, right? Mm -hmm. And with peppermint, studies have actually found that it can lower your cortisol or your stress hormone level. So it helps to reduce anxiety and relieve tension. Um, it's also a, a natural appetite suppressant. There was a, a study done um, by University of West Virginia that found that participants uh, that are exposed to peppermint on a consistent basis actually consume about 2,800 fewer calories per week than those who are not. And it actually works whether it's uh, ingested or inhaled. So with peppermint, uh, you can drink peppermint tea, you can add peppermint leaves to your smoothies or your detox water, or you can get peppermint essential oil and, um, and do aromatherapy. So that's definitely uh, another great trick to um, reduce your sweet cravings and, and also um, just your appetite in general. Yeah, um, Yeah, so the third trick I have uh, to reduce your sweet cravings and also reduce stress is to actually mix bitter with sweet. And this is actually something that I learned from my Asian culture. Like when we have our afternoon snack, we often pair tea with small portions of sweet. And in traditional Chinese tea, we don't add any uh, sugar or milk. So you're really tasting the, the natural earthy essence of the tea, which is naturally slightly bitter. And what that bitterness does is that it shuts down the receptors in our brain that desires sugar. Bitter foods also help to slow the absorption of sugar and regulate our blood sugar level. And the, these are conclusions that came from a study done at University of Texas. So these are scientifically proven mm -hmm. benefits of bitter food. Um, now, some of us, maybe we're not sure if we're going to like bitter tasting food, but the truth is um, we are already eating many bitter foods and have acquired a taste for them by now. And these foods, include citrus fruits like lemon, lime, or grapefruit, uh, vegetables like broccoli, cauliflower, kale, Brussels sprouts, um, and also drinks like a sweetened iced tea or black coffee. So I actually uh, love having uh, chocolate, dark chocolate as a snack, and it's a great uh, bitter snack. because mm -hmm. uh, dark And dark chocolate, um, helps to stimulate the production of uh, endorphins, which are the same chemicals uh, in the brain that creates that feel-good feeling after you exercise. So the next time that you have cravings for sweets, um, you could try out these three hacks, these three food hacks to, uh, to prevent overeating. Oh, I, those are so good. I was taking so many notes because I want to ask a little bit more too. Um, mm -hmm. I knew you were going to say cinnamon. For some reason, I just had a feeling that that was going to come up because I've heard it mentioned so many times. Mm -hmm. And what I love about all of them is when you think of cinnamon, when you think of peppermint, when you think of like that bittersweet, like, a, you know, dark chocolate, for example, those all bring up like really nice 
memories, like or really nice associations as well, right? You think of cinnamon and it's mm-hmm. Christmassy or like, you know, very seasonal, very, like you mentioned, warm, comforting. Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with peppermint. You think of, I don't know, peppermint and chocolates, first things come to my mind too. Like it's, it's all of those things that you're naturally have good associations with already. And so I think the idea of incorporating them onto a daily basis or just more into your diet is already putting a lot of positive experiences around those options. And so I, I absolutely love that. Um, and I like how you gave some really easy examples of how to work these things into perhaps the foods we're already enjoying, right? So mm-hmm. mixing cinnamon into your coffee. I know I've done that a few times. My husband likes to do that. Um, but even when you go to Starbucks, you see those, they're not good for you, but you see those drinks that have cinnamon already kind of mixed in. So, um, or into your oatmeal or, or even as, um, yeah, just different toppings for things. So that's awesome. Um, and then for peppermint, I've heard that, I remember learning, I remember middle school or high school or something that people who have a peppermint candy or smell peppermint while they're studying retain the information better. Um, so I've, I've tried to implement that. I can't anecdotally, I can't confirm that it works or not, but I trust, trust the research that you shared that it can help. So that's very, very cool. Um, or even just switching out your regular chocolate treat for a dark chocolate, right? It's a fairly mm-hmm. easy transition and I love dark chocolate. So I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there's so many different uh, variations, different percentages, right? Even if it, initially it's hard to go to, you know, 100% dark, <laughs> but you can start off doing, you know, like 68%, 78%, right? I think lint chocolate actually makes a lot of, um, yeah, different um, mm-hmm. concentrations of yes, chocolate that beautiful block, help uh, you. Bricks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, so you can slowly implement these until um, you kind of get acquire that um, bitter taste. That's awesome. Okay, cool. I mean, I think this is a great, um, great place to start, start, especially for, you said not only the health benefits, but also the emotional like stress management and, and reduction type of benefits. Um, how do you recommend people pace their meals throughout the day to ensure that they have the energy that they need? Um, um, yeah, I mean, I think that, so, um, what I teach is that, you know, you don't really need to do any sort of fasting or change your current habits drastically in order to, to lose weight. Um, it's really about just listening to your body and getting in tune with your body, um, and in tune with your, your hunger signal and making sure you understand the difference between, um, emotional hunger versus physical hunger, um, just really tuning back into that. Um, uh, like I, for example, I, I take, I eat all three meals and sometimes I'll have morning snacks and I'll even include after snacks as well. Um, and I think for me, this is why I had to find a food solution because I, I get hungry easily, <laughs> especially, you know, breakfast food, most breakfast foods don't, don't make me feel full. So I always have to have a mid morning snack <laughs> and then also always a mid afternoon snack. I think just when you're, um, 
even doing office work, I feel like a lot of times when you are doing a lot of you know heavy duty thinking, it, it really consumes a lot of calorie. I mean, they have done studies where they compared American office workers versus um, uh, people that live in like nomadic tribes um, that are you know constantly you know out and about doing physical mm-hmm. activity, and they actually burn the same amount of calories <laughs> whether you're you know office worker or um, a member of a nomadic tribe and um, so so yeah, it's it's um it's it's really food is actually more important than uh, exercises when mm-hmm. it comes to weight loss actually. Um, so that's definitely another uh, big myth that uh that I that I realized as I you know um as I found my uh, solution using food to lose weight and um yeah so so it's really about just tuning back into your body. Uh, into it, its uh, hunger signals and um, really let your body kind of just heal itself, give it a chance to heal itself. So a lot of times it, this is about also getting off of processed food, which can also kind of wreak havoc uh, on your hormones and um, kind of, um, you know, uh, can kind of screw up the signals within your mm-hmm. body. And so sometimes... Yeah, so it is about eating more of these healing foods that can help your body to kind of restore itself and optimize uh, its functions uh, in order to to lose weight. Yeah, I definitely want to go back to the hormones and whole foods conversation because I've been learning a lot more about that, and it's terrifying, is one way to say, like all of the like what it can like what kind of normal food, quote unquote, can do to your hormones and. just some of the differences that you can make, but I want to go back to, you said like, you know, really listening to your body to identify the difference between that emotional hunger and the actual hunger, because I am, I don't know if I would call myself an emotional eater per se, but I am definitely someone who will, I'm a snacker and I will, like, if I'm procrastinating on something, I will like go to the cabinet to like look for something, right? And I've recognized that so I can, I can catch it, but how do you start recognizing the difference between emotional hunger and actual hunger or that, that just eating for comfort or just because you're bored? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there are a few different ways, right? Um, I think some of the differences are, you know, with uh, emotional hunger, uh, typically you're craving specific types mm-hmm. of food. So that's definitely a sign if you're craving something specific and it's usually something sweet or unhealthy. (laughs) That's typically a sign that this is more of an emotional hunger because with a physical hunger, you can satisfy it with any food. So that's definitely one. Um, Also with uh, emotional hunger, it tends to come up very quickly and and, and very strongly. Whereas with physical hunger, uh, it's it's very gradual, all right. Since your last meal, your um, your body is is looking for more energy, so it's a, it's a much more gradual process um, compared to emotional um, hunger. Um, yeah, and I think you know with the emotional hunger, also um, you typically will end up having this feeling of guilt uh, after you eat it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't get satisfied as well, right? It doesn't satisfy your hunger. 
However, with, with physical hunger, um, you, you feel satisfied um, and you feel, you know, nourished and energized. You wouldn't have any sense of uh, guilt after, after eating. So, so yes, I would say these are some of the uh, major differences between uh, emotional hunger versus physical hunger. That's really, really helpful because I could definitely think of specific incidences where that's, that's exactly what it is, right? You want that, that specific thing, that specific mm-hmm. type of food. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm going to the cabinet to get. And then luckily we don't tend not to keep it in the house. And so I'm like, okay, well, then I just won't eat it, right? Like mm-hmm. then I can kind of go back to what I'm doing or get something to drink or find some other way to adjust for that, um, that mm-hmm. craving. So that's really, really helpful. Thank you. Uh, and so just to talk a little bit more about, and we don't have to go too in depth with this because I literally read an entire book about it, but the, the whole foods versus processed foods and how it impacts your hormones. So again, just super high level, what are some of the benefits of transitioning more towards a whole food diet? Yeah. So with, with whole foods, typically you're, you're eating the entire food, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the main issue with um, processed foods, are a lot of times there's just a lot of nutrients and fibers that are stripped away from, from the food. So a lot of times um, you just end up eating more empty calories. Um, also, the, the fibers um, tend to help your body to absorb that nutrient more slowly so that you don't get that um, insulin spike, uh, say, like compare, you know, drinking juice versus smoothie, right? Because um, with the juice, yeah, the, the, all the fiber is stripped out. Most of the fibers are stripped out. So your body just very quickly absorbs all that the sugar in the juice mm-hmm. and, and that can lead to extra fat storage. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, um, overall, it's, it's a lot of the, um, also with this processed food, right? There's also a lot of um, additional uh, ingredients uh, that are you know, more preservatives or, um, other ingredients that are more harmful to your body. So eating eating whole foods as Mother Nature intended usually gives your body more restorative health benefits uh, compared to processed food. Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that my husband and I are trying really hard to eat more whole foods and, and just make that conscious transition and choice. Um, and you notice a difference, like pretty quickly. I feel like we noticed a difference, just feeling you know, like less gross, right? And like we didn't need to eat as much to feel full, um, mm-hmm. and also save you money because you're not buying a bunch of junk food and and snacks. Um, so, absolutely, I think that that's the huge one to just if you just need to start making one change, right? To start making those, those swaps. So I love that. That's really cool. Um, so thinking about how people can implement this stuff into their already, as you mentioned, busy lives, right? Everybody's already got a lot to do. Do you have any tips for, you know, faster meal prep or how you plan for your food throughout the week? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in terms of, um, meal prep, um, what I try to do is, um, First, I focus on reducing that hands-on prep time or even completely eliminating it if I can, right? So what this looks like is that um, in terms of vegetables, a lot of times I would just buy frozen vegetables that are ready to cook, 
So a lot of uh, they have a lot of those in the uh, supermarket, um, the broccoli, cauliflower, mm-hmm. florets, the string beans, uh, asparagus, uh, peas, and even onions that are pre-chopped. Um, it's it's very easy to just like throw them onto you know a pan and start cooking them without having to spend you know a lot of time chopping and and peeling and what have you, right? Um, I mean, even garlic, you can buy these uh, pre-diced garlic in jars and you could just easily scoop them and put them into Mm -hmm. the pan. And for soups and stews, I like to buy um, mirepoix, which Mm -hmm. is a a mix of onions, celeries, and carrots um, that's already, you know, pre-chopped. And so all you have to do is just throw them into your your mix uh, into the pot and and you're done. So definitely eliminating this veggie prep time is is a big part of um, um, saving saving your uh, cooking time. Um, and in terms of cooking proteins, a lot of times I would just add spices onto these proteins, you know, fish, meat, um, and and there are a lot of uh, pre pre mixed spices that you can use, like lemon pepper, garlic salt, um, masala or mm-hmm. um, Chinese five spice powder. Um, a lot of them are already pre-mixed. So you can easily just um, sprinkle them onto your proteins. And another thing that I do is to use um, sauces. And you can prep the sauces yourself for the week, or you can buy sauces. And you know the main thing about buying sauces is to make sure that the ingredients are clean, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, read the ingredient label and make sure there's you can you can understand everything. Um, if yeah. there are chemicals that you can't pronounce, then I would, um, you know, be wary of that. Um, so a lot of times I would just use like Primal Kitchen. They have like sesame ginger, um, that's good for proteins, or um, even for salads, I use a cilantro lime sauce uh, that's very light and refreshing uh, for salad. Um, and then in terms of the hands-on cooking time, I also try to reduce those by um, you know, putting them, in, putting everything into the oven, right? Because the oven is pretty much hands off. <laughs> so you just uh, put everything in on, on a pan, on a sheet and um, uh, put them into the oven and only you know, check, um, maybe check once in between and then, and then it's ready, right? Or um, I also have tools now like the air fryer, which can actually reduce your cooking time. Um, a lot of times with uh, things I put in the oven, I tend to put them in high temperature, like 400 degrees. Um, I mean, everything, uh, proteins and vegetables, they all come out crispier, uh, they taste better, and they cook faster. Mm-hmm. And then with, with soups and stews, I tend to cook them in instant pot. Um, and it, it reduces a lot of cooking time when you do the uh, high pressure cooking. And some of the vegetables I still cook. Um, uh, as stir fries on the stove, but it doesn't take long because I eliminated the uh, the time to you know to chop pre chop to chop the garlic or the ginger. Um, so I just throw everything onto the pan and start cooking. So it's usually done under ten minutes. So so yeah, so these are just, these are ways to to um, cook your meal. Uh, in shorter amount of time. And for longer term strategies to reduce time, um, what I do is actually plan your meals ahead of time. Because when you do that, like everything from shopping to meal prep just 
uh, is more streamlined and is, is quicker. Uh, you only buy and prep what you need. Um, and it also reduces waste, right? Just the whole process is just much more efficient and streamlined when you plan ahead. Uh, the other thing that I tend to do is also to batch cook, um, especially when it comes to things like soups and stews. I would make um, enough for like four or five meals, really, and then I freeze mm-hmm. them. Uh, so you're not eating the same food like three days straight. Uh, you know, when you freeze them, you can save them for weeks, uh, even months. And so then this way, you always have healthy food on hand when you need it. And, um, and you know, your future self will thank you for already having done the work. <laughs> so, so yeah, so these are um, some of the strategies that I use to, um, to reduce my time in the kitchen. Oh, these are brilliant, Joanna. This is so, so good. And I'm so happy to hear that you like started off this whole thing with like, buy the frozen vegetables. You know, I think it's so, I don't know, typically when you think of the the diet stuff where you see all of the, um, I don't know, you see this online and it's like all this like big produce stuff and these big complicated batches and meal prepping. I'm like, the frozen stuff is like the flash frozen. It's just as good. It has the same mm-hmm. nutritional. It's even more value. nutritional value yeah. too, because they they uh, they freeze them at the peak of their nutritional value, exactly. rather than picking them early and then transporting it to uh, to the grocery stores. And it's typically mm-hmm. fairly inexpensive too, right? You're not mm-hmm. paying a whole lot more um, for for that convenience. Um, and right. I think that the other really important thing is, especially. And especially if maybe it's, you know, maybe your family of three, right? Like maybe you're a smaller size family, or it's just the two of you. Maybe you don't have kids yet. It, it does reduce the waste if you're buying those pre-cut things. Because I don't know for me, like my husband's not a big fruit person, but I love it. So for me to buy an entire like summer watermelon is <laughs> completely impractical because I have to be eating this like six pound watermelon all by myself. <laughs> so I will buy the like pre-cut ones just because that's... That's all I can consume and I don't want to waste it. Um, so absolutely just lean into making it as easy as possible for yourself. Um, and then I also love that you mentioned like really using your tools like an air fryer or an instant pot um, because they do, there's so much you can do with them. I feel like I've barely mm-hmm. scratched the surface about what I can do um, and they do save you a lot of time. And, and cleanup too, right? Like all of the right. stuff you mentioned also reduces the back end of tidying everything mm-hmm. up and doing all the dishes because you're just, there's just less dishes to do. So I love that. Um, and then planning your food. And I think it's funny. My husband and I are both really big batch cookers. We actually, it's very annoying. We very rarely eat the same food. So like he has his own meal plan because he can eat chicken rice and a vegetable for every meal for the rest of his life and be totally content with that. And that's just not how I can, I just can't function like that. Um, so we do end up having differences in, in how we plan and prep, but we do big batches and then we, we freeze it because one, I'm always saying, how can I set myself up for success? How, how can I make future Chelsea happy? Um, but also I get so bored so fast of the food I'm making. So I made a big thing of soup this morning, actually, and I froze half of it because I know that I will have soup for two days this week, and that's going to be as much as I want that soup. So, 
mm-hmm. I think there's just some really good options for people say, cause you hear the objections of, I don't like leftovers. I get bored. And again, typically what I'm seeing on Instagram, for example, is someone making those beautiful stacked Tupperwares, but it's all the same food for five days straight. And mm-hmm. that's just, I don't know, not super sustainable for me. And it sounds like your approach to this is all too. about, yeah. yeah. And it sounds like your approach to all of this is how can we make these changes really sustainable? in your life and something that is not just going to be this brutal four week eating the same food every single day. Mm-hmm. And then you dive off the wagon, you know, at the end of the month. So I love, I love all this. These are great, great tips for everybody to hear. Okay. Um, okay. So I also always love in this podcast to, to turn tables a little bit to hear more about people's individual productivity and how they, um, plan their their day or week. So you already mentioned a little bit of your meal <laughs> prepping strategy, but can you walk us through a normal day or week in your life? Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I usually wake up um, around like 5.30 and I try to be ready um, by 6 a.m. And then uh, what I do is just, I try to do, you know, some mindset work. Um, mm-hmm. I like the mornings because it's nice and quiet. Everybody else is still sleeping. Um, so then it gives me a chance to um, just uh, set my intentions for the day and, and get ready. Uh, and then uh, usually, you know, I'll get my kids ready for school, like between seven to eight o'clock. Um, and then after I come back, uh, what I start out doing is some marketing activities um, and then marketing outreach. Uh, and then I typically spend some time doing client support, um, whether that's through Voxer or the Zoom calls that we have um, mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. Um, and then I focus on, you know, content creation and also coming up with uh, new ideas um, for content. Um, yeah, then the rest is about execution. <laughs> yeah, working on actually writing the articles, writing the the posts, social media posts, and um, yeah, so that's kind of my day. And then you know, after the kids come home from school, then it's um, yeah, that's more about um, making sure that they are um, you know, able to do their homework and um, get a little more sun now that it's uh, nicer <laughs> out, getting warmer outside. And sure. And then, and then dinner time. <laughs> That's great. I love that you've you kind of broken it down. It sounds like you have a very similar flow each day, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you? I was like to ask the question too. How do you put flexibility into your day? How do you adjust when things don't go according to plan? Oh yes, uh, that does happen <laughs> quite a lot. <laughs> I, I think. Um, especially yeah with with kids um, definitely but I think the the good thing about this is that um, yeah sometimes I I can use my morning time to do some of the work Mm -hmm. and um, also some of these a lot of it is just a thinking time uh, coming up with new content ideas and um, uh, even for client support a lot of times it's just I chew the information in my brain and then you just uh, kind of let it go to work and it, it can so I, I can be flexible about where I do that uh, in a way and uh, so in in that sense it's um yeah it's nice and flexible and uh, yeah so for example last week I had to uh, take take my son to the doctor um, 
now that he has just a lot of cold and <laughs> um, other uh, illnesses going on, you know, especially at the school. So, um, yeah, so definitely there are some uh, changes here and there to to the schedule, but um, but there's some buffer built in there, so it's still fairly flexible and manageable. Nice. And do you do your meal plan on the or meal prepping over the weekend? Then, um, yeah, most of the time, actually, yeah, I actually, I what I do is uh, I order all my groceries on the mm-hmm. weekend. So I sort of have an idea of what I want to make, but I've gotten into this routine where, uh, because I buy online, so a lot of times I just do buy again. <laughs> again, like I, I'm, I think because I I was uh, in I was a software engineer, so IT, you know, efficiency, it's like sure. automation. That's like my thing. So I try to automate <laughs> and uh, be efficient as efficient as possible. So so yeah, a lot of times now these days I just always have like a set of you know proteins that I buy. Um, and then I have different sauces that I already keep on hand. Um, and I, you know, make sure I, uh, check them from time to time so that I don't run out of anything. Um, so in terms of meal prepping, I don't actually do a whole lot because I try to buy everything that's, uh, easy to, easy to cook and, and easy to prep. Um, so a lot of times I will just, um, yeah, prep right before dinner, but I'll take out, you know, all the, like the proteins out for dinner, like I take out what I want to cook from the freezer mm-hmm. at lunchtime. So I think ahead about what I what I plan to do. So then this way, um, yeah, there, there's no last minute surprises for me. Um, so I just get ready in my mind of what I want to cook and then it goes a lot quick, quickly and smoothly. That's great. I love that. I, I, don't know. I think my grocery list is like pretty much the exact same every week too. And then it's exactly like you said, it's just the matter of what seasonings am I going to use or what sauce am I going to, you know, it's just, you you can add so much variety, but mm-hmm. yeah, I don't overcomplicate it. I like, I, I think that that's, that's key. So I love that. That's great. Um, all right. I have a couple rapid fire questions for you mm-hmm. and then I'll um, have you share where people can and find you and learn more about you. And of course, everything will be in the show notes. Um, but are you a morning person or a night person? Morning person. <laughs> I was going to guess that with your early wake up time. <laughs> yeah. So I love that. Um, are you paper pen or all digital? I am more digital now because uh, what I love about it is like it's easy to search. Mm-hmm. and track you know track your progress yeah whereas with paper and pen like these days when i find that i have to go through a recipe book to find specific recipes and go to the index or go to the table <laughs> i find that to be difficult it's like trying to scan and find what i want whereas you know online it's just you just type it in and it's there <laughs> love that that's great yeah um so are do you use like any kind of specific tool or software for planning purposes or like a Trello or ClickUp or anything like um, that? You know, I find that I just use all things Google, really. Like mm-hmm. I still do a lot of stuff on Excel, uh, Google Sheets, um, and then and Word, uh, mostly Google Sheets. I think. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. <laughs> calendar to keep track of, wow. uh, you know, all the things to do. Yeah, perfect. I mean, I live by my Google Calendar, so absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. And what is your favorite way to relax? Yeah, so I like to just curl up uh, with a blanket and listen to audio books or podcasts. Awesome. I love that. 
Um, cool. Well, you know, this has been awesome. Where can people find you to learn more about you and, and work with you if they are interested in, in their own weight loss journey? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you can find me on my website, which is spicesandgreens.com. Uh, and that's spelled as P-I-C-E-S-A-N-D-G-R-E-E-N-S or one word dot com. And you can also find me on Instagram as Spices and Greens as well. Perfect. Well, I'll put all of that in the show notes. Um, but this has been so helpful. I think this is really brilliant, actionable stuff. And just a good reminder that again, our, this is not productivity is not in isolation, right? All of these different things factor into how we show up every day, our energy every day. And so being really thoughtful and mindful about our food plays a huge part of that. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for enjoying another episode of From Overwhelmed to Under Control. I hope you're feeling one step closer to your goals. Don't forget to check out the show notes and follow along on Instagram at Chelsea and Coaching. I look forward to talking to you soon.